0: Welcome to mink life motivation live we are talking about I give you my word what is that do you have how is understanding your company culture help you succeed in your life and business so let's get started. I am so excited about today for a couple of reasons. One, I get to hang out with Bob and you guys know how much Bob and I love to talk. And second, I get to meet a new friend. So RJ's with us today. So I'm gonna um, let you guys get to know how cool my co-stars are, but first don't forget we want you to interact so leave your questions leave your comments and if you have a great question and we have time we're going to pop that up so that you can see the question and we'll answer that all right let's get started all right bob i'm going to put you on the hot seat first why are you passionate about helping people's brand reputation through company culture using your zone of genius
1: well, that was a mouthful wasn't it i know i know that's what i thought <laughs> well somebody close to me and somebody who's on this podcast right now told me not long ago that i made them look good <laughs> right? with some copy that i wrote for them and for me that's what it's all about That's that's what i'm passionate about helping you look good because i like helping people help people um, so I'm in the business of helping people, <laughs> to help their people. Um, but I've, I think I've digressed from the question. I always do this, Peggy. You take that question off the screen and i forget what you asked me. <laughs> there it is. Um, so through, through company culture, using your zone of genius. So my zone of genius is, is copywriting. It's selling with words. Um, it's using that persuasive language, persuasive techniques to um, help people make decisions with with buying and hopefully make the decision with with whoever i'm working with Um, and that's going to boost brand reputation Um, really you want to start with with the brand reputation with um uh what's the word i'm looking for i've forgotten the word i'm looking for can i pass the agent rj (laughs) and come back to me in a second (laughs)
0: Absolutely. RJ, you're on the hot si- hot seat now. How do you oh. use your zone of genius and what, 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 what are you passionate about doing?
2: I am so passionate about, I work with coaches mainly. I'm so passionate about helping them build their brand, their personality. Um, because here, here's the thing. You can Google business coaches right now and get about 22 million results. Uh, And and nobody Googles for coaches anyway. It's, hey, this person really helped me. You should get her name, you know, uh, get that kind of thing going on. So for me, it's helping people stand out from the crowd by using what is unique to their personality. Most often, it's what they're passionate about. It's what they love about their chosen career and helping people craft that into visual statements, written statements, uh, you know, little adventures for their clients. That's what I, that's what I love to do. Uh, because there's just no, what there's no better way to stand out. Everything else is a flash in the pan. Okay. Everything else, your personality though, your passion is always going to be with you. So why not use that to the utmost?
0: I love it. I love it. So, um, anybody that's ever seen me or listened to me before knows that I am very passionate about everything I do. If I do something, I'm going to do it with a ton of passion. And I think that, you know, our topic is company culture and keeping our word and policies and all of that. And I, I believe that the reason that I'm so passionate about this is I've watched so many talented professionals fall in this one area because they don't understand how easy it is to just write it down, like just write it down. (laughs) And then it's, and then they have that, that bar where they can keep, you know, their business and everything safe and themselves safe. So showing people how easy it really is to do that, but I'm not going to let Bob off the hook because my dad, my dad, saw the copy that he wrote for me and he goes, wow, Peggy, I didn't know you could you could write like that. And I was like, yeah, I paid someone, I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> he was for the first time in 52 years, all I wanted is my dad to say he was <laughs> proud of me and the first time it was Bob. He's My dad is proud of you, Bob.
1: I'll say thank you to your dad for me. And I remember <laughs> what I was gonna say now. <laughs> I got my brain in gear, sorry. Um, so when, I, when, when, you, when you said the word reputation in there, it got, me, it got me thinking from that persuasive technique thing that that's just the way my brain works. It was authority and credibility. It starts with those, those kind of areas there. Um, and you can probably agree with this, uh, Peggy, but I, I gave you authority and I gave you credibility throughout that sales page. That's what made you look good. That's where you can give your word and say, I can help you with this and here's why. Um, and a lot of people don't know how to to find that within themselves how to how to show that about themselves some people don't like bragging about themselves i know i don't um but when you like you did you got somebody else to do it for you it made you look good right um but it does mean that you
0: Absolutely.
1: can <laughs> you can fall back on that sales page now and go do you know what yeah i i can offer that i can say this um so it's all about building our authority and credibility and, and you do that through testimonials um, more than anything else. Just start with testimonials and use the words your customers say, like I did at the very beginning. See, this is where I was coming back down to, Peggy. <laughs> like I did at the beginning of my <laughs> thing that I was saying, use the words your customers use. Peggy said I made her look good. That was how I started this, this answer to that question.
0: Absolutely. And that's, I think that's key. And a lot of us that are in service industries or coaching industries or whatever that is, our, our goal is to make our clients look good. And that's, that's, that's something to be passionate about. Oh, hey, Corey, um, monetize your passion. Yes, 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 exactly. Because why, like, we didn't, we didn't become entrepreneurs, we didn't become self self employed to like hate our lives, right? We did this because we're passionate about what we do. And we want to be able to live an amazing life doing the things we love. All right, time to get motivated all right why is understanding your company's policies critical for thriving in life and business all right rj you got this one okay will you put that question up
2: again so that i may meditate on the content absolutely
0: Um, absolutely
2: oh yeah, understanding your company's policies. Well, and you know sometimes in in companies that folks would maybe rather not work for, uh, the company's written policies are different uh, than uh, the company's actual practice, you know policies in practice. But underst- you, you cannot you cannot work with something you do not understand. If I don't, if I get out on, uh, let's say a rugby field, by the way, I don't play sports. This is not a body built for sports. It is built for Swiss cake rolls. But if I were going out on a rugby field and I had no idea what the rules were, what's gonna happen to me? I'm gonna get crushed. I'm gonna get, uh, there's gonna be some bruising, uh, some possible breaking of important things. Because if I don't know the rules, I can't play by them. I can't play around them. I can't seek opportunities. You must understand the policies, written and unwritten. You, it's critical because if, then you really know what the rules of the game are. And you can find opportunity in that. That is my opinion, my friends.
0: <laughs> there you go. All right, Bob.
1: That Batman drink of the cup was just like a mic drop. <laughs> yes, it
0: was. And the way it was done just felt very <laughs> yeah.
1: beat that Bob.
0: <laughs> All right, Bob, try. Try your best.
1: Well, I agree with everything Ajay just said and, and she made me think back to a time when I used to work in the corporate world, um, in selling insurance. Although I wasn't selling insurance at this particular company, I was checking the checking the calls i was listening to calls all day um but it made me you know you said you said something about the um the the policies written and unwritten because that particular company's written policies were certainly not what was going on in the office (laughs) absolutely not what was going on which is why i had to get out because it was it was it ended up being very toxic but if we if we move away from a toxic toxic environment i i like to I've always seen company policies as values, kind of like a core value um, to the company. And for companies that I've worked with in the past, I've always tried to align my values with their values. Um, and one of the reasons I actually went out on myself, self-employed, was because I get to live my values. Um, so if you're working for yourself, it's understanding your own values and, and what, and making sure that everything that you do, everything that you create, everything that you say, and everything that you put out, is in line with those, those exact values. Um, so for me, the big word here is values.
0: I love that it is. It is about value. For me, every single policy that I have in place um, in my business is because I've had an issue with such said thing. I have a, a deposit policy. I have a refund policy. I have a no-show policy. All of these things, because it keeps it. It, it allows me to let my clients know what's expected of them. Like here, this is what I'm going to give you. But in return, you're going to give me this. You're going to come to your appointment on time. You're going to pay your money and all these things are going to work. And when you have those things written down, it holds me accountable. But in return, it also holds my clients accountable. Uh, I work, you know, by appointment. So when people are like, oh, well, I, you know, I decided to go have coffee instead. Maybe I can just come later in the day. It's like, no, no, this was the time designated for you. And m- for many, many years, I had this idea that I got to please a client, whatever the client needs, like I'll, I'll make it work. I'll work around them. I'll sacrifice time with my family. I'll sacrifice time with my friends. I've got to, you know, whatever my client needs. And that's, Once I learned no, put a policy in place and draw the line and respect myself, then people started respecting me because when I didn't have policies and I didn't have any of this, I was not valued. Why? Because they knew they could run around me. You know, they're they're going to Starbucks with their friends was more important than making their appointment with me. Then there's a problem. So I think that, uh, that really, um, the, comp- the, the policies really does speak of the value of the company and your values and what you deem important. And when you live by that, I think it really helps your, your business move forward. All right. Well, I,
1: I've learned something very similar, Peggy, as well. Because the, I'll say this line because this is what sticks with me. But there's a fine line between being flexible and pleasing your customer. it's a very fine line i love being flexible with my and i'm always flexible so you could say one of my policies or one of my values is flexibility but there's a fine line between being flexible and as you think the words you use being walked all over (laughs) and being taken advantage of so having those boundaries is very important
0: absolutely and corey's on fire today i'm so glad corey's here corey is awesome all right um your time and boundaries are so important and they are i mean uh, it's easy to to not to not prioritize those and then you get taken advantage of and then you feel bitter. And then you have this underlying bitterness and that's not helping your clients at all because low key, you're pissed off. You're like, mm, it's the, the third time you've rescheduled. Rah, rah, rah. So yeah, it's, it's a real thing. All right, we're gonna stay inspired because my producer is putting new words up, which is my cue to stop chatting. Okay, how have you... Experienced poor company policy in the past, and how did you overcome it? I think we've already answered that. We quit, not started our own business. But let's be more specific. <laughs> more specific. All right, um, Bob, you start with this.
1: Yeah. So I gave the example of my the last company I worked for, which was it was. There was but there was another insurance company that I worked for where communication was. It was just terrible. Um, nobody spoke to anybody. And it was just i I hated it, and obviously being a writer, although I wasn't a writer back then I have decided to be a copywriter in my in my life at that at that stage, it was obviously always inside me um because I was just I, the way I overcame it was well how can I insert my without breaking the values of the company because you have to respect the values of the company you're working for, but what can I do that that bring my values and and my own personal policies at this stage um into, into what I'm doing. So what I started doing was, I started communicating to my team. And nobody asked me for it, but I would be telling them, oh, this is what I've done today. And before I knew it, everybody started sending these little reminders or just a post-it note over the desk or something. And it was just crazy because I, I started something, <laughs> um, which then my manager saw, which then his manager saw, which then pushed it out to the entire department to do. Um, and then the MD saw it, my director saw it and was like, well, I think we need to communicate more. <laughs> Let's do this. And I never took credit for it because <laughs> I, was, I was quiet. I lived under, I was in my little shell. I was just, I'll do my thing and I'll sit here quietly in the corner. Um, but I never took credit for it. But actually looking, you know, looking back, that, that was a thing that I did. So when you experience those poor company policies, just see what you can do to make a difference in your environment. You don't have to think big when you when you work because this was a big corporation and we were eventually bought up by an american company so uh, we got even bigger but you don't have to you know fit into the big big wide company policies because you never know that the, the little change that you make could actually be, end up being a company-wide policy change and they rolled out an entire communication they called it communication 2.0 because it was it was like we need to communicate more you tell us what you want to hear um so just be yourself and do what you would do even if the policy wasn't there but without breaking the policy if that makes sense <laughs>
0: that's that is the perfect example of be the change you want to be to see in the world <laughs> yes. that's literally the perfect example of that rj tell me what you
3: think
2: well, I don't. I don't have a story that's nearly that successful. Uh, but uh, but I will. That's Bob for uh, you. I'm just saying. <laughs> Bob. Uh, yeah, that 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 was a great story actually. Um, for for me, it was an inside job. It was an inside job. I found myself. I was working at a dysfunctional place. Uh, I was not wearing a cape at the time. Trust. Uh, and I was working at a place where. <laughs> it was just, it was dysfunctional in many, many, many ways. Um, what I did finally, because I was, uh, I was experiencing a whole lot of problems. I was, my mental health was suffering. My physical health was suffering because, uh, our owner would call you up at three in the morning and expect you to get on the computer, uh, and like, do things. Uh, and we had, uh, somebody in the company that actually did that. So that means the rest of us needed to do it. It was insane. It was absolutely insane. Uh, and I was so in, I was so deep in the water that you, I just didn't really, I didn't ever, you know, kind of look at it from 30,000 feet. Uh, I didn't, I didn't do that because I knew that, uh, you know, intentionally, I knew that when the if that time ever came that I, I did that, that I would probably be leaving pretty soon. Uh, so, uh, you know, but, but one day it was just, it was like, I need to separate myself from the craziness of this place. I, you know, I, it, it, my lesson is trust your gut, trust your gut. Uh, and you know, finally for my own health, it was just like, I need to, I need a 30,000 foot this, uh, I need to talk more about what's happening uh, to the people around me at home. I need to separate this from because I was suffering, and you know what? I I don't go to a job to suffer. I don't go to a company to suffer, including my own. I want uh, I, I want to feel like I'm having an impact with my day, no matter where I work. Uh, I want to feel good about what I'm doing, and I want to come home from it including my own company. So, uh, so my, my thing is I, when I trusted my gut, when I finally said, if I need to leave, I need to leave, but I really need to separate myself from what's happening here. That was what finally, uh, tripped the trigger for me and, uh, started a launch into, of course, entrepreneurship. So that is what I know about
0: that. I love it. So I have a, uh, you know, a little different, uh, experience in most people, my parents were self-employed. I've always been self-employed. So the only toxic work environments that I've been involved in are ones that I've created for myself. Like my own workplace was my own toxic uh, workplace. Not no nobody else's policies inflicted me. It was mainly like I mentioned before, the lack of policies that caused toxicity in my workplace, in my own business for myself. But I do work with other people and vendors and different things. And I feel like that when, whenever there are things going on that just don't make sense, and I'm dyslexic. So I I probably look at things the world a little differently than some people. I, I don't have that just repeat it. And it'll, you know, come to you naturally, I'm doing it over and over and over. So I see like, Okay, well, why are we doing A, B, C, D when really we could just go from here to here and skip like five steps and get this done more efficiently? So when it comes to things like that and and you're working with a vendor or somebody that's just absolutely solid on following the steps and in my brain, I'm like, these steps are dumb and they're wasting my time then that goes back to what Bob was saying. and uh, You got to communicate that. You've got to be able to communicate. So I think that would be the best way um, that I could, could experience, you know, something like that was communication and building the policy and, and sticking to it, making the, the policy for the best of you and for the best of your clients. We're moving right along today. This is fun. All right. Now, who should we ask for help when we are trying to improve our company culture? Who should we ask for help? Who wants to go first? This is just open air right now. So who who would you ask for?
2: I I think uh, for for me in the past, when I have needed help uh, to kind of improve company culture, uh, I always enlist my teammates first. (laughs) I go there first because it's like, okay, uh, you know, because you don't want to take a request to outside of your team, even your boss, without fully understanding what's going on. Uh, And so really collecting input, collecting, you know, what other people are feeling. It may be different than you. uh, And collecting different solutions. And then, uh, you know, I always enroll my team members first. They are they are it, it's 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 critical uh that's just the way that i i work on
0: on that type of stuff i like it i like it all right bob
1: can i can i take yeah. a a completely different direction can absolutely we, that's the we, whole can point we, of the Can show. we derail, derail the train let's <laughs> see, 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 like, like, <laughs> see where we end up uh, so based on what you just said you got me thinking about customer experience peggy um and how your company policies do affect customer experience. And as, as a copywriter, when I'm working on someone's website or on a sales page, I'm also thinking about customer experience. I once, once upon a time, a few years ago, I actually considered calling myself a user experience copywriter until I realised that was actually a thing, and that's not what I specialise in. Right? <laughs> because I focus so much on user experience, but it, it's about making it as easy as possible for your customers, right? Um, so. Put it away a little bit, be a bit more in, in the entrepreneurial world instead of back when I was in the company world. It, it's now more about just, as I say, making it as easy as possible for your customers. And the best way to do that is to ask them. So many people don't ask for testimonials or for any feedback. What did I do bad? What did I, What did I do wrong? What, what did I do? What did you really really love? Because then you know what to improve and what to keep doing more of. And, and then you can also start to understand your customer. I've said it before and I'll say it over and over again, but steal your customer's words <laughs> because your customers speak about you better than anybody else is gonna speak about you. And they also speak about you exactly how your customers or your, or your other prospects are likely to be thinking about you. So you meet them exactly where they are when you use their words. Um, so understanding your customer starts with asking your customer and understanding your customer also helps you improve co- Company policies, um, so that you can make the experience better. Did I derail enough? Do you want to go further?
0: I, I go further. <laughs> Keep going. Let's go.
1: I shouldn't have offered bit <laughs> we'll to go. The train with you.
0: We'll jump on the train with you.
1: I shouldn't have offered because I know where else to go.
0: <laughs> so no, that was really, really good. Um, that's true. Like we need to listen. I think um, you know, looking inward. What what's working? What's not working? I like RJ said. You know, back up back away. Sometimes we're so close that we can't see the tree for the forest, they say, right? Because you're like nose to nose with the tree. And you're like, what's this brown bumpy thing? This is really scary. Maybe it's a monster. And then you back up and you're like, oh, it's a tree. It's it's actually not going to hurt me. (laughs) So, you know, back up and just take a breath and look around. What is working? What isn't working? And when we find out what's not working, well, why isn't it working? And like Bob said, ask, ask the people that it's not working for why it's not working
1: well can i can i share something else absolutely I'll, I'll give you a what something i learned from doing i call it my offboarding and and review request process um and you've been part of it peggy so you've seen it <laughs> um but i i have it's super simple if you've got a google account you can do it because you can just create a google form It's free. And you can ask questions and it captures all of the answers and one of my questions on there is what did you think of the price of my services right in terms of what i delivered what did you think of the cost and for the first few ones that i did it was like one to ten or something one was too cheap and ten was too expensive or something like that they all answered too cheap like all the way on the end your services are too cheap i was like well, Bobby, if there's anything telling you right now you need to increase increase your prices, it's that. Right? So it doesn't always have to be with company policies. You can find out so much information. And I increase my prices, and those same clients have come back to me and paid my new prices. And now I'm getting more more in the middle kind of area, which I'm thinking, oh, perfect. I'm, I'm the right price for my clients. right? But I don't want to be thought of as the cheap option. And I also want to make sure that I'm charging what I'm worth. right? And you can find that out from your customers. If you're not, I'm the kind of person who, i didn't have the confidence to increase my price. I was like, if i increase them no one's going to pay me <laughs> so, <laughs> i've got my customers i'm going to these people are not going to be able to afford me anymore but actually what it did was it gave me the confidence to say well actually you know my clients are telling me i'm too cheap well then whether you believe it or not Bob, <laughs> you need to increase your prices and that's only benefited me and my and my business so, <laughs> and that's just an example of, of what getting that customer feedback and asking questions can be but you can ask whatever questions you want to ask in that feedback session whatever it is that you want to know that's going to help you move on and grow and get better
0: yeah i i agree with that 100 percent. it's 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 really being aware being aware what works for you and for your clients you have to be comfortable and you also want your clients to be comfortable because it's, it, it should be a win-win, right? It should be 100% win-win. We're not here to do our own thing and people not get benefit for it. Like if I took people's pictures and I love doing it and I love, love taking people's pictures, this is, a, I, this, is, this is where I come to life when I have the camera in front of me. This is where I am so passionate and where all my life comes. But if they're not able to use those images or they think the images suck then what what have we done? You know what what's the point? It has to be it has to be to a place where I can still be passionate and love what I'm doing and our clients are having the experience that they also need and that they're walking away like, "Oh my god, like I like I I'm Bob's biggest fan right now." I'm like, you know, "Oh my god, I gave him 12 pages of word vomit and he turned this to magic." to magic, <laughs> you know? Um, it's it's things like, okay, Denise, the price of your service is second to the value you provide to your clients, exactly. But, it, it, and it's, I don't know how we went from, from policy to price, but it's Bob's fault.
1: <laughs> you told me to derail, I derailed.
0: <laughs> but you know, when you think about it, um, if you have good, good policies in place, they are going to, you know, want to pay more, but also we have to be aware of, you know, where that feels good for everybody. All right. My producer saying we derailed enough or whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. What is your one last tip to build your brand by understanding your company's values? Who wants to take this? Who wants to take this first? Because you're both very, very thoughtful right now.
1: I, I can take it. Go for it, Rob. <laughs> give you give you some time to think, RJ. <laughs> um oh when I say that and then the question disappears and I've completely forgot what it said. Uh the thank you. There it is. Uh ah yes, that was how I wanted to answer this question. Um so when you understand your values, um, you can actually be consistent in the messaging that you put out, whether that be by email or on podcasts like this or um, at networking events or on social media, whatever it is, when you understand your values, you're able to position your your messaging in the same way your values, which then increases consistency. And when people see that consistency, they know what to expect from you. And when they know what to expect from you, they, they come back for more. And I know that RJ can probably feed way back on what I what i'm talking about here because she's the engagement what what was the chief engagement ninja or something so she knows more about this than than i do probably but that that consistency by knowing your your company values is going to help build your brand through engagement and i'll pass the mic to rj
2: i'm ready for the mic (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. I, 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 love what you just said, uh, because it, it, it aligns with my company values as well. The <clears throat> understanding your company values sharpens the message. It, because here, here's the thing. Uh, I, I, deal with a lot of people on, you know, content production and, and stuff like that to get people into the engagement stuff. And people think they need to kind of like, present an entirely different point of view, or uh, basically, you know, create create a different idea every time. You will help your clients and your pre-clients understand you so much better if you have the same message through different points of view. If you understand what it is that you value as well, you can align your marketing to that. You can align your outreach to that. There's so many marketing tools out there today. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, a billion and one, a billion and two now, because uh, we waited a second. It's, uh, it's very much like P.T. Barnum and a fool is born every minute. A, a new marketing product hits the market every day. Everybody who uses that product swears by it. How does an individual... How do somebody, you know, starting their business or maybe even been been in business a while? How do you choose what to use? There's an overwhelming amount of choices out there. What aligns with your values? What aligns with your culture? Um, You know, it's uh, for me, uh, I'm a I'm a you know, I'm a heart driven person. I just want to give everybody a hug. Uh, I'm not going to choose a way to market. I'm not going to choose a message. I'm not going to choose any of that that's not aligned with my values because I'll dread it, I'll burn out on it, and it won't succeed. Uh, it won't succeed because my heart's not in it. Um, so I would say that your company values, that that represents you uh, online, offline, with your clients, everywhere everywhere that you go, and it should sharpen what you have to say and how you represent yourself. That's what I know. I'm going to lift up the Batman mug again.
0: (laughs) Oh, we missed it. There you go. There you go. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And I, and I agree with what, what both of you guys said. This was really good. Um, I think that um, understanding your values I know when I'm even doing a headshot session, especially if it's a branding session, but if if, even if it's not a branding session, if it's just for your website, your profile picture, we talk about who are you trying to reach and what do you want them to know about you? What are the main things that people should know about you right off the bat? And that's basically your values, right? Are you, is it, do you value um, being trustworthy? Do you value compassion? Do you value the knowledge that you possess and you know, what is it that is first and foremost on you? And when you build your brand around those things, that way people, as soon as they see you, they, they understand that. And then it goes from, from your profile picture to your copy, and then it goes through to any video, social media, all the engagements that you have with all of your clients. And it's all lining up together. And it's all saying the same message. It's painting a story. That's what your your branding is, is painting a story of what you believe, what you want to accomplish and who you are, where, where you're at with that. So my one tip is to sit down and write it out, figure out what your core values are, and then... Tell that story everywhere you are in every way that you possibly can. Yeah. Loving that. I, I think we. I think we've succeeded. Up, oh, we got a little heart. All right, we got viewers out here. Um, I think we. I think we did it. I think we have had an amazing show, and it is now time to let all of our viewers figure out how they can connect with us so who are we starting with with your announcements we are starting with i'm waiting for my producer to make you big so i know who's, who's just throwing up bob
1: um this is my call to action right yep yeah so so we talked to, i did actually i managed to get it in somehow talking about understanding your customer um so you can actually get a free customer persona worksheet which is going to help you understand a little bit beyond just the demographics of your customer um so so you can position your marketing messaging well um and you can just follow that link there copybean.co.uk forward slash free gift cp and to get your customer persona worksheet for free
0: yay rj
2: okay well first of all i'm going to encourage you to take bob up on his offer uh because understand thy clients is, uh, I mean, it's the first rule, uh, you know, uh, so take, take Bob up on that. Uh, the psychographics are important. Uh, understanding your people is important. Here's what I have. I have a little quiz for you. It is called find your marketing superpower. What this quiz will do is it'll ask you 20 questions. Hey, it's gonna take you under five minutes. Hopefully it'll be a little bit of fun because if it's easy and fun, it gets done. And what you're gonna end up with is a profile afterwards of what your superpower is and a list of customized marketing opportunities that you should follow because it's part of your superpower. Not everyone needs to take advantage of every single tool online. Not everybody needs to be doing ads. Not everybody needs to be doing SEO. Not everybody needs to be doing social media, Uh, find out what aligns with your purpose in life. Do those types of marketing activities and you will be more successful. My friends take advantage of that. Yourcorecode.com, uh, super easy, uh, hit it. You'll see a picture of me, uh, and, uh, answer those questions. And take advantage of that because uh, I would love to. Uh,
0: I would love to know what you think. Yay! I, we were waiting for you to raise your cup just so you. We <gasps> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, were all just here like, <laughs> this is how you sign off. This is from That's now finger on finger every finger time finger. you're on the show. This is this will be how you sign off. <laughs> okay, I'm in. I am in. <laughs> So um, my um, call to action is once you have talked to Bob and once you have taken RJ's quiz, then I want you to book a call with me for a free consultation. And I'm going to help you um, navigate that and tell you how you can incorporate those things into your images, into your headshots, into your branding images that you're using wherever you discovered you need to be marketing and use it with the words that you found while working with Bob. So that is your assignment. Once you've talked to these two, book a call, just headshotstrategist.com, book a call with me, and I can't wait to talk to you. Now let's talk about the community announcements.
3: Okay, so if you've enjoyed today's show, well, you want to join us. Uh, Join us every single week, uh, Wednesday at 9 a.m. or Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Join the conversation. Put your comments in the chat and be a part of the show. Uh, But if you are on the go and you can't listen or you can't watch this awesome cup raising that happens on the show sometimes, uh, you can actually uh, listen to the podcast. That's right. Uh, all the places that podcasts are available, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, are places that you can find the show. So follow there. And if you want to be on the show, well, guess what? We want you on this show. Share your zone of genius and be a part of the conversation, not from your couch, but on the screen, by going to wwwminklifemotivationcom forward slash live uh, and fill out an application to be on the couch with us. But uh, tomorrow, we have Colleen Struby who will be helping you boost your influence, talking more about connecting creatively through your power partnering. So we will see you tomorrow right here, same channel. See you soon.
0: Yay! That was really fun, guys. I really appreciate you hanging out with me and talking with me. I can't wait to hang out. Yeah, Irina, wow, that was great gifts. Because we're awesome. That's right. But yes. I think we we need to uh I think uh I I think we need to like make a company and just be like a teamwork company together. That would probably work well. Um we we've discussed this in the past. Bob isn't privy to this, but he's part of this company we're creating. And now RJ is as well. Anyway, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Come back tomorrow at 2 PM Pacific and we'll see you soon.